about 20 minutes into the flight, passing 32,500 feet, we heard an explosion and had such a hard hit, it felt like we'd been hit by another aircraft. Airline Captain Tammy Jo Schultz was in the cockpit of a Boeing 737 when one of the engines exploded. Nearly 150 people were counting on her and her first officer to guide the plane safely back down to Earth. I remember praying to the Lord, but I thought it was all inside me. I thought it was all private conversation. But when we listen to the cockpit voice recorder, you hear my voice say, Heavenly Father, because I wasn't being able to turn the aircraft like the right turn that we needed to get there and thinking and praying, Lord, what am I missing? Be still, my soul, for the best is yet to come. Though the earth below is shaking and I struggle to hold on to anything that isn't bolted down. Watching my world shatter on the ground and I find that I am safe and sound. My hope is in the Lord. Tammy Jo had been in make or break situations before. She'd been a fighter pilot in the Navy, so she knew how to stay calm and she knew who to call on for help. Tammy Jo Schultz is sharing her heart-pounding first-hand account of Southwest Flight 1380 on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Josh Batson, filling in for Jim Kirkland this week. Later in this episode, you're going to hear Billy Graham talk about another pilot who ran into trouble. This young lady became lost in a storm and her instruments failed. So she relied on an air traffic controller. She trusted her life to a man she had never seen, and he got her out of the storm and safely to ground. Tonight, you can trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You've never seen him with your naked eye. You may not know him, but he's there waiting for you with open arms. You can learn more about trusting your life to Jesus Christ by visiting us at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. And if you'd like to hear messages from Billy Graham anytime, you can listen to the Billy Graham channel on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. It's channel 460 on the radio, or you can listen on the Sirius XM app or website. To learn more about subscribing, go to thebillygrahamchannel.com. And by the way, we've got links to both of those sites I just mentioned in the show notes. GPS. God. People. Stories. My dad and cousin were partners on a ranch, and we raised alfalfa, milo, and hogs and cattle. Tammy Jo Schultz was born in 1961 and grew up on a ranch in southern New Mexico, not far from Holloman Air Force Base. It was a setting that would shape her life in more ways than one. I had seen military flying overhead. I'd never flown in an airplane before or even touched an airplane. So, you know, I kind of set my heart on what I had seen overhead our ranch. Back on Earth, Tammy Joe and her siblings worked hard to help run the family ranch. That work ethic would stay with her, and so would the faith she saw in her mother. I always had a godly mom, not a Christian home, because Dad was not a Christian until later on in life. So I would have to say I did have the heritage of a godly mom and an incredible dad that was such a moral man. And I would say my draw to the Lord was having an honest mom about 
you don't go to heaven because you go to church or because you're a good person. You have to make a decision for Christ to be Lord of your life. The summer before her freshman year of high school, Tammy Jo went to a church camp with her older brother, Dwight. The two of them were always close, but Tammy Jo says they also fought like cats and dogs. Well, that week at camp, something changed. Each one of them made a decision to accept Jesus Christ as the Lord of their lives. Tammy Jo says reading the book of James at camp changed her whole view of God. It really shattered that image of God as a angry old bearded man in the sky waiting for me to mess up. And it changed it to a young man who walked the same earth that I'm walking and who went counterculture to prove that it doesn't matter what race, what sex, what age you are, that that's invisible to God's grace and love. And it also showed me that he wasn't a God that was angry with me. He was crazy about me. When James 1.5 says, if you lack wisdom, ask God. He'll give it generously without resenting it. And I thought, okay, that bust that referee image in my mind. And it shows me somebody who loves me. And I had a great example of a mother and a father who loves me. So when he talks about being a part of his family, that also resonated with me. And I realized as I had parents that, that absolutely had guidelines. They had a set amount of things that they expected from us. But that was never what their love was based on. On the ride home from camp. Dwight and Tammy Jo found out about the other's decision for Christ. Once they got home, they lived out their new faith as best they could, which got their dad's attention. It changes your life. I mean, instead of ready to push, you know, race to who gets to drive the truck to wherever to work on something or who gets to do this or that in the farm work, um, there was a no, absolutely, after you (laughs) attitude that just having, you know, when self is not on the throne anymore, you are so much freer to act in grace and forbearance with one another. And so Dwight and I, the only thing we really strove for with was a little more time to read in our Bibles. And dad was just kind of scratching his head at this new civility found between Dwight and I, and also the fact that when we did have some time off, you know, like after lunch, we'd kind of hurry through lunch and we'd go plop onto the couch with our Bibles. That summer, Tammy Jo read something else that changed her life, a book called Jungle Pilot. It's the story of Nate Saint. He's a missionary pilot who was martyred while sharing God's love with an unreached people group in Ecuador. The book helped Tammy Jo realize that flying planes and serving God could go hand in hand. Then a few years later, When Tammy Jo was a senior in high school, she signed up to learn about aviation on career day. When we got there, I found the aviation classroom. And as I was coming in, the colonel in charge asked if I was lost. And I told him, no, sir, I I signed up for aviation. And he shook his head. He goes, well, this is career day, not hobby day. You need to go find something girls can do. And I knew the buses were locked. So I found a seat in the back of the room, sat down, was quiet. And I remember being a little startled, like, why in the world would I just dream about this for years, my high school years, dream about this, and feel like in prayer it was sanctioned to dream about it and then find out girls don't even do it. 
That happened in 1979, three years after women were officially allowed to fly in the Air Force. It was the first of many times someone tried to ground Tammy Jo's dreams. One recruiter after another turned her down. The Air Force, the Army, the Navy. By the time Tammy Jo went off to college, she was really frustrated, and she began to pursue another path. But she couldn't shake the feeling that she was meant to fly. So I was there praying that God would take away that tug on my mind and my heart to fly and to fly military. And so I decided near Christmas, I'm going to try one more time and that's it. I'm never going back. I'm just going to try one more time. And Lord, please, you know, either make it work or go away because this is, I've got to get on with life and earning a living. And I came across a new recruiter in Albuquerque, New Mexico, who was wonderful. And bottom line is, after meeting with him one day, getting my whole package put together, he sent it in. And by March, that was in January, by March of that year, I was down in Pensacola, Florida, in Aviation Officer Candidate School, getting my head shaved and doing push-ups with everybody else until I got into flight school. Just like that, Tammy Jo's dreams were taking off as she joined the Navy. She headed to Corpus Christi, Texas to fly T-34s. Those are small, single-engine planes used for training. She studied hard, got good grades, and moved on to jets. I went to Beeville, Texas, flew T-2s, A-4s, and then instructed a couple of years in T-2s and then on into the fleet, flying A-7s and an aggressor, an electronic aggressor squadron. And around that time, the combat exclusion law was up for review just for aviation. And so anytime there's change to be had uh, or coming, of course, that brings a bit of an upheaval. So anyone who had an opinion against it felt very time pressured to express themselves. And so going through A7s, very rough time. The leadership there was very anti-women and very vocal about it. As the hostility reached new heights, Tammy Jo suddenly got a break. Commanding officer taking command shortly after I got there was Rosemary Mariner, who was in the first class of women to fly in the military, uh, namely the Navy. And she was the first woman to ever take command of an aviation squadron in the U.S. She was an incredible leader, not because she's a woman, but because she was a good leader. And she just, I was amazed at what a difference leadership could make because I'd just come from a very hostile environment. And then I come to this squadron where men and women just work together like they work together in my home at my school, you know, it was back to kind of a normal life. The next step for Tammy Jo was weapons training. And then she and another woman became the first female F-18 pilots in the entire U.S. military. But a lot of men they served with were not celebrating. There was a lot of very harsh, not just negative, but harsh attitudes from the leadership on down about women being there. Tammy Jo had some advantages that helped her survive the hostility. For one thing, her flight grades showed that she was good enough to be there alongside the men. But more importantly, she knew she was never alone. She could go to God. So I would leave it at the Lord's feet. That's another advantage as a Christian. You know, you don't have to carry around all of that. You can put it before the Lord. We have a great champion in Him. You only have to read through Psalms to see that we have a God that we can 
throw all the ugly in front of him and let him sort it out and let us go on and be joyful in the God that we have and not the circumstances that we're living in. One thing Tammy Jo handed over to the Lord was a major disappointment that likely helped her years later when she needed it most. I was in line to teach gunnery pattern with my peers, which was what we all just waited to have the seniority to teach. And that we had a new commanding officer come on board and he said, no, no girls and guns in my squadron. And so I was very publicly shamed with being pulled off that list and sent to teach what nobody even wanted to fly one flight of, and that was out of control flight, where you you go up about 30,000 feet, depart the aircraft, and the student recovers it, or, or I would if he couldn't. And you do that about 10 times a flight, often the student would get sick. On one flight, Tammy Jo clearly remembers an unusual set of circumstances that caused the plane to go into a spiral. As she and her student barreled down toward the ground like a drill bit, Tammy Jo was just about to eject when she was able to get the plane back under control. That's the experience that helped prepare her for what you're about to hear next. Yeah, after a successful career in the Navy, Tammy started flying with Southwest Airlines. April 17th, 2018 is a day she'll never forget. Well, it was a day like any other day, and I did start it like I try to start every day, which is in God's Word and prayer, and then I always send my family a little scripture from my morning time, since we're not gathered around the breakfast table for morning devotions now, and of course, we live quite a ways from my folks, why it's kind of my way to to love on them from whatever city I am. Tammy Joe's first flight that day was an uneventful one from Nashville to New York City. She'd gotten a chance to get to know the flight attendants and found out all of them were Christians. Tammy Joe was joined in the cockpit by First Officer Darren Ellisor. He's a former Air Force pilot who is married with four children. From New York City, they were all off to Dallas. Whenever we headed towards Dallas, we were full of passengers and heavy with fuel. About 20 minutes into the flight, passing 32,500 feet, we heard an explosion and had such a, a hard hit. It felt like we'd been hit by another aircraft. The jolt was so violent. One of the engines had exploded, blowing out a window in the cabin, which was suddenly depressurized six miles above the earth. Oxygen masks dropped down as passengers prayed and panicked not knowing what had happened. The initial rapid roll of the aircraft to the left, Darren and I both lunged for the controls and leveled the wings, and we could see the number one engine rolling back and blinking, and then suddenly we couldn't see anything because there was such a shuddering of the aircraft, we couldn't focus our eyes on anything, and some smoke pulled into the cockpit, presumably from the exploded engine through the air conditioning system, and And then we couldn't hear anything. There was such a roar going through the aircraft. And we had this stabbing pain in our ears and couldn't breathe. So when you combine all that in just a slice of a moment, it's very isolating. And I got a surge of adrenaline, which makes your mind run really quickly. And I remember thinking, I'm not sure everything we need to stay on the aircraft 
is going to until we get this to a runway. And that certainly played out to the thought that, well, I mean, this could be the day that I meet my maker. And that's where I stopped that rush, that mental rush to the cliff of what if, and realized a calm that wasn't my own, realizing that I wouldn't be meeting a stranger, that I meet with him every day. And that, I think, is what gave me the calm that's reflected in my voice later on through the flight. Southwest 1380 has an engine fire descending. Tammy, Joe, and Darren knew they needed to land as soon as possible. They set their course for Philadelphia, the closest major airport. While Darren flew the plane, Tammy, Joe made an announcement. Made a PA to the passengers and flight attendants that we weren't going down, we're going into Philly, and went on with the decisions that we needed to make. Afterwards, passengers said that one simple message, we're not going down, we're going to Philly, made a huge difference. It helped restore a little bit of calm to the cabin. The flight attendants who had buckled up, at that point, they unbuckled and headed down the aisle, helping people get their oxygen masks on and reassuring them. We had a plan. We were headed to Philly. And it's such a takeaway for me that hope puts us into action. It also is not dependent on our circumstances. It doesn't have to change our circumstances. Hope changes us. And that is often enough. Tammy Jo had hope that they would land, but she knew there were still major obstacles to overcome. And she also became aware of an emergency in the cabin. During that time, below 10,000 feet, the flight attendants contacted us and told us that a window had been blown out. We knew there was some breach in the cabin because of the rapid depressurization and not being able to breathe, but we didn't know where or what. And and they also told us that there was someone who had gone partially out and we needed to slow down to be able to get that passenger back in. And three people stepped up, all people that love the Lord, Uh, Tim McGinty, Andrew Needham, Men that got up during the flight left their oxygen, their families, their seatbelts to help a stranger at a window that was very dangerous. They didn't know if more would tear off, but they were willing to take that chance to help someone. And Peggy Phillips, who did the same thing to administer CPR. The injured passenger's name was Jennifer Reardon, and she did not survive. She was married with two children. She was known for her giving spirit and leadership within her community in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We returned 148 people to their lives and loved ones. We weren't able to do that for Jennifer Reardon, and that will always weigh heavy on my heart, on my crew's heart and my company's. When it was time for Flight 1380 to land, Tammy Jo didn't yet know about the loss of life in the cabin. She and Darren were trying to think through a major problem that was posing another danger. With one engine out, they weren't able to turn the plane toward the runway. I remember praying to the Lord, but I thought it was all inside me. I thought it was all private conversation. But when we listened to the cockpit voice recorder, there was this silence when the air traffic controller had told us, you're, you know, it's cleared out in front of you. 
there's the runway. And then he said, it's behind you, you know, because we kept going the direction we were. And it's silent inside the cockpit, too. And then you hear my voice say, Heavenly Father, uh, because I wasn't being able to turn the aircraft like uh, the the right turn that we needed to get there and thinking and praying, Lord, what am I missing? I know you did not help us wrestle this down for 30,000 feet and not be able to make the last turn at 2,000 feet. And uh, as prayer often does take that metal cage off of our brains and let us think more clearly and a little more broadly, I was able to think through the problem and realized asymmetrical thrust is my problem. It's also my solution. And take off any thrust we were using and get turned and then add it back on. Asymmetrical thrust, that's when the plane only has power on one side. And in this case, it only had power on the right. The left engine was dead, and it was acting a lot like an anchor, making a turn to the right almost impossible. It was very similar to that unusual situation Tammy Jo encountered years earlier when she was teaching Navy pilots how to recover from out-of-control flights. And so whenever our Boeing lurched and tried to go out of control, those reactions were already there on how to level it with rudder and aileron and and to allow it to descend. Don't try to hold altitude. So I feel like God did not fly the airplane that was injured. He had spent years pouring into me and teaching me so that I was able to do it with the help of Darren Elliser, my first officer. You might remember that Tammy Joe had not wanted to be an out-of-control flight instructor. She wanted to be a weapons instructor. But God used her experience to save Flight 1380. And as the passengers of Flight 1380 braced for impact, the 737 landed gently on the runway in Philadelphia. 148 lives have been saved. And uh, as I rolled out, uh, you can hear me again on the cockpit voice recorder. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. You can tell that Tammy Jo Schultz's faith in Christ is at the center of her life. When the unthinkable happened, she knew who to call on because she talked to him every day, and he gave her peace in the middle of chaos. You can have that same kind of peace if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You can learn more at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Habits, heroes, and hope. Tammy Jo Schultz has something to say about those three things in just a minute. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. An 18-year-old student pilot was making a solo flight cross-country when she became lost in a storm. Billy Graham. Something had gone wrong with one of her instruments. So she reached for her radio and made contact with a local air traffic controller, and she said, I don't know where I am. I need some help. Please, please help me. The controller located her on his radar screen and began talking her down toward a nearby airport. She couldn't see a thing, but he could see her on the radar. 
He knew where she was, which direction she was headed, where she needed to go, and the best way to get there. She trusted her life to a man she had never seen, and he got her out of the storm and safely to ground. Tonight, you can trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You've never seen him with your naked eye. You may not know him, but he's there waiting for you with open arms to help you. So I'm asking you to quit flying blind. Trust yourself to Jesus Christ. You can listen to messages from Billy Graham any time of the day or night on the Billy Graham channel on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. It's channel 460 on Satellite Radios, and it's also available on the Sirius XM app. If you'd like to learn more about it or how to subscribe, visit us at thebillygrahamchannel.com. And we have a link in the show notes as well. Our guest on this episode of GPS is Tammy Jo Schultz. She stayed calm when an emergency rocked the aircraft she was flying. A passenger on the flight later said Tammy Jo had nerves of steel. That's a phrase that became the title of a book that Tammy Jo wrote about her experience and what she took away from Flight 1380. When I think about Flight 1380 and pray for different people at different times from that flight, it's kind of like a kaleidoscope in that every time I I look at it, it it has a little different appearance and takeaways, but three of them always remain constant, and that's habits, heroes, and hope. Habits on a good day become our instincts on a bad day, and God has given us that generous gift of choice and what we choose to make habits, both in our thought processes as well as our priorities and practicing. Heroes don't require equipment or title. They just require someone to be attentive, to take the time to see and the effort to act on behalf of someone else. And hope. It doesn't have to change our circumstances. It changes us. It was an honor to interview Tammy Jo Schultz, who, by the way, is married to a fellow pilot, and together they have two children and just recently became grandparents. We want to thank Tammy Jo for sharing her story with us, and we want to thank you for listening. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Josh Batson. GPS God People Stories is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. I am with-